Hello and welcome to this week's edition of This Club Is My Club right here on North Manchester 106.6 FM. I'm your host Cockers and later in the show we'll be hearing how the women's team got on in their crucial league match with York City from Sunday. But before that it's to Saturday afternoon for the men's team as FC United travel to Bradford Park Avenue. And for all the build-up now let's hand over to Ben and Woodso in Yorkshire. Well welcome everyone to the Horsfall Stadium and welcome to FC Live. FC United taking on Bradford Park Avenue this afternoon and joining me for a little pre-match chat here in the pavilion at the Horsfall Stadium. It's a big welcome back to Woodso. Woodso, welcome. Afternoon. So we've not spoken since Ilkeston. No. Ilkeston, I did the highlights for Tim for his post-match interview. It took a long time, didn't it? It didn't, and that's the thing I'm about to say. And the highlights themselves, I'm fair, I include both teams, two minutes out okay. of a match that went on for about 98 yeah, okay. minutes. Okay, fair enough. That tells you a lot, doesn't it, about the quality of last week's game? It wasn't great. It wasn't great. I think we, which is what we said at half-time, and it didn't get any better in the second half. Their first goal was a decently worked goal, to be given credit. Second one's a howler. The frustrating thing about last week is, Dante's injury, he's going through one-on-one. Yeah. He may well have scored. That could change the game. We know about goals changing matches and things. It could have done, but he didn't, because he got injured. <laughs> and, and, that's, and that's the thing and that, and that is why I think last week the common theme apart from the howler that, that led to the second goal was just how little chances were being created in our final third and you can't escape the fact that we just lost Gabidon Jordan Buckley's not playing yeah. and essentially that's, oh, that's, yeah, of course that's it is. two of the three isn't what, it what right from, there I think the big frustration I'm, I'm gonna, I don't know if he's around anyway if you can hear me but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a manage, manager criticism a little bit here now I was a bit perturbed but that game meandered last week yeah. to a nothingness by just playing the same way for the whole game when we, we were 1-0 down to we had a, I don't know who Fitty was so I'm, so I'm going to because he's not involved today by the looks of the, what I've seen we had a 6 foot 4 lad sat on the bench last week Parkinson yeah bang him up front bring him on and do something di- just try and do something different that was a frustration for I me I don't last even week. think he's on the bench this he's week he's not because it, it just just try something different I'll bring him at the back and put him in the centre half just something different because it did just meander we, we were sat there watching the game and you were commentating on the game and we were watching it you were just like watching your watch going, what, what, what time can we, go, yeah. when can we go home? Even at 2-0, we could have got back into that. Because I think he made a point of saying that, that, that they, were, they weren't a great side. And, and he was right there, they weren't a great side. And I think if we'd have got back into it at 2-0 and scored, we might have got something out of that but game. But we were never going to score. But we were never going to score. How much of that is to do with um, the, the missing personnel? From last week, probably a lot of it. But it's I mean, he made the point as well. I mean, we we said that the fullbacks were probably the only players who did well. I mean, you could argue Hall was a bit off for the marking on the first yeah. goal. But Neil made the point that one of the things that we rely upon is Jones moving out of defence and playing in, playing the ball at yeah, 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 And that you know, one of the things that we've seen from Neil Reynolds' team over the years is how important the fullbacks are. They weren't really involved in any attacks last week. We mentioned how disjointed the front three were, and we also mentioned how the midfielders were playing very similar. Yeah, it was just one of them things. I mean, we're allowed to lose a game, of course you are, like that. There's, there's but the, let's the lose it. But in. let's lose but, it. Trying yeah. to me, trying to get back into it. But we knew we, we meandered. We, but we knew Jordan Buckley was going to be a big mess. He's back today. For this game against Bradford, haven't you? How crucial is that going to be? It is. It is because it, it, it gives us a, more of a focal point. You know, and then you've got Woodcock and, and the new lad from Bolton playing round him, I assume. It's a big thing for, to have Jordan back, but we shouldn't be relying on, on missing one player. 
I think it's a really important focal point, though. It's, it's well, not just any player. You say that, though, but we've not had him for most of the season. No, but we did have Bellardo and Kane covering. As soon as it became clear that Jordan Buckley was going to be the main man, Kane and Bellardo have left. There's no cover anymore. You're right. And, and last week, we didn't... I mean, we asked Woodcock to do, but Woodcock's well, w- not that kind of player. Well, yeah, you see, you, it's almost like you can read my mind. We, we, well, no, because we both watched the same we game. Just been sat there, but <laughs> saying, well, saying, no, no, but all because I've just been sat in the clubhouse with his dad talking to him, and he say, he was saying that he prefers, he thinks he's better coming off yeah, yeah. from the side. I think so, everyone sees that, yeah. Yeah, so what you just said is, that is absolutely bang on, that it does change the structure of the team for the better. Whether or not John Buckley has a good game or has a poor game, scores or doesn't score, and, and I maintain it, make, it makes that I important change. Yes. Last week, if we had Bellardo or Kane playing, it wouldn't have been that game. It just needed there a was focal, no focal point. Yeah, it, it was so frustrating because I've said it umpteen times on here, or a bit at half time, or one of these pre matches. You know, you, you win games of football, you lose games of football. That's the sport. But we don't tend to lose against good sides. We lose against teams that I go. Well, they're no better than us. I don't agree with that. I think Marine were a good side. No, no, no it's, not, it's, not, it's not exhaustive, yeah. but, you know, sometimes we do. I think last week you can you can say it was there. We should have won. We should have won. If we, we played yeah. within an inch of what we're capable of, then it, it was... We win the game. But we didn't. Just to bring this back to... Bring Bra- it back to reality. To Bradford. Um, this is an important game, isn't it, really? I it's, mean, it is an important at game. At the minute, I'm, I'm in the camp of don't be silly, but a defeat today, and it does start to get a bit... Twitchy. Don't be silly. Thanks. No, I don't. I don't. I, I. I. don't think that. However, how far do you go down the right line of saying, "Oh, I don't think that," and then you lose again next week, and then you lose the week after, and then, and then oh, it doesn't matter. And before you know it, you actually you could have one eye over your shoulder. When we should still have one eye upwards because we're not a million miles. No, we're not a million miles off. But you've you've got to string the results together very quickly. These postponements have actually we've gone from. Teams having games in hand on us. We, we've got, I think we, we've got a couple of games in hand on some teams now. Well, it's a double whammy, so, isn't it? We've lost. We've not only lost the three points from the mask win. We've also that's lost a, that the mask well. game. Woods, our big thank you for joining us. Uh, that's all right. Let's hear uh, the pre-match thoughts now of the FC United manager Neil Reynolds, who I caught up with earlier on the running track. Well, Neil, welcome to a blustery Horsfall Stadium. How's things going this week um, ahead of this game against Brad Park Avenue? Typical FC, yeah. typical <laughs> FC. Doesn't rain, it pours. Uh, Donahue's been up with a sickness bug all night. He's turned up today, depleted in energy, so he's going to have to go onto the bench. Obviously, Dante Gabbard on. Uh, it looks like it's going to be three to four months. Jay Fitz, Curtis Jones is still at home, and, and it's looking, I said it was better than what it was. It's now reversed. Uh, Jan Palinka's still at home. So, you know, we've signed a left-back last night, Will Carrigan, and we've got uh, Trevon from Bolton in today so you know we are what we are Ben at the minute we've got another signing over the line that we'll announce on Monday another wide man but we are what we are and you know if people want magic wands then you know come and give me one if you've seen from Harry Potter come and give me one you know it's, it's one of them but it's listen we're not going to be dejected we're not going to be pessimistic we've come here with, with a side to win the game and hopefully the lads can execute the game plan that we've worked hard on in training this week we're right behind each other and hopefully we can go and do it um, What's your impressions of, of the facilities we've not been here in a, a few years but there's been a the site of uh, many memorable occasions between these two teams. 4G pitch, uh, blustery conditions though today. Yeah, last time we came here, 3-2 win. Bannister, Willoughby and Chris Sharp, I think it was, yeah. in a 3-2 win. You know, good memories. Fans, fans were great. I think the, the technical areas have turned around. They were on the far side last time we came. But the pitch is great. You know, the pitch reminds me of uh, a bit of Hyde. You know, different carpet. 
listen, these are going to be different. They're under Danny Whitaker now. He's come in. You know, he's he's had his experience at Macclesfield. He's 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 getting a good side together. And you can't look at the league table at times. I know now Mars have gone to the bottom. It's that bounce. They're going to look at our side and look at it. You know, some big players missing, but but we're coming here to win. Then and you know, as it turns to facilities, I think we'll travel well in our numbers. You know, the wind. I think it will die down by kickoff. But like I said, like in all games, you know, and it doesn't always go according to plan. We're here to win the game, and you can see with the the points deduction from Mars what it's done to us league position wise. Yeah. You know, but there's a long way to go, and you know, we're all we're optimistic, we're confident. You know, no one enjoys losing. So Ben, hopefully, the side that we put out today, which I'll give you in a minute, will be will be good enough to go and win. Uh, so you've already mentioned uh, the the injuries and the the illness in the camp. So um, we're a little bit depleted, but. I, I, again, with the Ilkeston game, um, we, we were just missing a couple of key players. That's 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 the key. So how how do we shape up today, and have we, have we managed to fill those those key positional gaps? I mean, listen, I, I I've listened back to the interview after the game, and, and credit Swampy. You know, it was a difficult interview, it really was. But I think when you strip it right back, not he was unfair, but a couple of unfair comments have been made. You know, we we was depleted, and and I was a little bit critical at the top end of the pitch. But I've ripped out my front three in Fitz, Gabidon, and, and Buckley. You know, you're asking other lads to step up, so that that's hard. Uh, but we'll you know we'll, we'll accept that and we'll take it today. Ben, you know we've got Buckley back, which which is really yeah. good. But we need more. We need more from from bigger players. We need more from Munro. We need more from Bennett. We need more from our attacking line, and we need to defensively be better. So you know, with that in mind, I thought the back five did well, and they go again today. You know, Pat Boys. Uh, Guy Hall Deck McLaughlin Lafferty was great until the mistake last week and keeps his shirt alongside Charlie Oliver uh, who will captain the side today and then in front of that with a slight change we're going to bring Griffiths instead of Ennis uh, we're going to put Munro alongside that Bennett into the 10 then we'll have Woodcock on one side Trayvon on the other side making his debut and then Buckley down the middle well, Neil, big good luck this afternoon ahead of this afternoon's game uh, we'll catch up at full time uh, hopefully with three points yep, all the best Ben cheers Neil Reynolds there speaking to me about uh, 45 minutes or so ago. And as you could hear, very, very windy outside here at uh, the Horsfield Stadium. But uh, joining me in the warmth, the calm here in the pavilion, we're joined by the, the calmness and the coolness of Stato Paul. Hello. Good afternoon, everybody. How are you? Fine, fine. It's, uh, it's nice to be back here after five years' absence. Yes. Uh, in the past, I can't remember. I'm pretty sure we managed to dangle a microphone out of the window, but it's just not going to be possible this afternoon uh, for atmosphere. So I think what we'll do is we'll use the atmos from the VO camera. Yeah. I'll do mm-hmm. that. But that'll be for the podcast. Unfortunately, for FC Live, it is going to be a bit echoey and a bit behind glass. But You'll have to make do with Swampy Vision. Swampy's here. Mm. That's what I was about to say. Uh, let's talk about the Ilkeston game, actually. Looking back, missing Buckler and Gabadon going off, that was the key last week. Because if you watch the game back, two minutes of highlights, that is literally all I managed to get from last week's game from both teams. It was there for the taking. If we, if we had Buckley, we would have had that, wouldn't we? Yeah, I think with Buckley in the side last week, we would have been having different conversations after the game. We just didn't have the weapons to hurt them with up front. We didn't have a front line, which meant that when we got to halfway, we, we got a bit of a nosebleed. We just didn't know what to do with it. Now, today is obviously a different team. 
different occasion and hopefully it'll be a better outcome. Oh, thanks, mate. Yeah, just getting the team news uh, now. Um, today, Jordan Buckley starts, uh, which is brilliant news <laughs> in all fairness. Uh, Woodcock, I mean, Woodcock last week was playing through the middle. It's not his position. He likes to come in off of the left or off the off the right. That's where he'll be playing today, uh, Max Woodcock, uh, coming in off the wing. Trevor and Brian. What do we know? Brian, he, he was in the Burnley Academy and uh, Bolton snapped him up this summer. He's a very versatile player that can play anywhere up the front. So, And he can also play left-back. But um, he's predominantly a winger. So that's where he's going to be today, I think, on the left-hand side. Yeah, and then Aaron Bennett will be in his more natural position, number 10, through the middle. And hopefully a bit more forward and a bit closer to Buckley. Because that's the other thing. Because of the the makeshift nature of the front line last week it kind of all fell apart a, l- a little bit like you say a, a nosebleed as soon as we got over the halfway line um, so Bennett Buckler Woodcock Brian uh, central midfield Luke Griffiths starts alongside Charlie Munro Swampy made the point and it was mirrored separately and independently by Neil in his post-match interview just about how the midfield was very samey last week we've not really seen the best of Griffiths I don't think in recent matches he, he needs to play a bit more advanced I'm going to suggest yeah, I mean, the, the thing is is that if the, somebody in the midfield has got to anchor. We know this. And somebody has got to get forward. And like that leaves somebody else to stick around in the middle there, central area. And the trouble is, I think, we've been fielding teams where the players all want to do the same thing. And that's, that's not, not what we want. And the back four and the back five remains the same. Um, I mean, Lafferty was just centre-back. So it's like goalkeepers, isn't it? They're, they're bound to make a mistake at some point. It's just unfortunate. That was pretty much the, the nail in last week's game. <laughs> Essentially that Well, even pass, one down, we were going to be struggling to get a goal back. Yeah. But two killed it. And it's interesting as well, um, McLaughlin and Hall both played well last week. However, and I made this point to, to Woodzo earlier in, in this club, is my club. Under Neil Reynolds, the full-backs are key to FC United's attacking. They never got over the halfway line last week. And he made point about the lack of Curtis Jones being a problem because he, his passing often finds those full backs and allows them to move forward need that from Oliver today I'm going to suggest who's the captain of, of this afternoon's team yeah if we don't get past halfway the full backs have no impact whatsoever going forward so with Buckley in the side you would like to think that we're going to be able to build up a bit around him if we get support around Buckley then we can feed the wings and play the diagonals but, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, Bradford, uh, very much like our opposition last week, have lost their last four games, which is dangerous talk. And with the, and with the point deduction, now we're down to 17th, uh, 11 points from the relegation line. Um, because we've lost, the, lost out on the mass game, um, we've also got two games in hand, essentially, on, on uh, the likes of Stafford and, and Baseford United. Uh, but what, what can you tell us uh, about this particular fixture? Well, won three and lost six. Um, Happy days, 12. thanks Paul having, having said that, <laughs> yes. it took us 10 games to beat them Right mm-hmm. right at the start from 2007 But we've won three of the last four And the other one was drawn So the, the balance is tilting our way these days And Bradford are fighting back-to-back relegations here We've got to remember that It is. Um, do you find it being like last week It was a team we haven't played for like three or four, three or four seasons Again, just not go out the window uh, So like the old rivalry Because none of the players were playing for FC at that time well, interestingly, from, from when we played here five years ago, nobody survived yeah. that game because Donahue wasn't playing that in that game. And, you know, it just shows you how things change. But um, Great goal from I think Jack Bannister scored that fantastic it, and it goal. Yeah. The, and it was the league above. Yeah, I, I think remember. faces change, 
but the rivalry is still there. I think uh, we don't we don't forget, for instance, the playoff semi we had here. El Clasico. We won't talk about the final, but the playoff semi was one of the greatest nights in our history. Um, FC United taking on Bradford Park Avenue this afternoon. Um, just a reminder. There's no game next week in the league. Uh, we will be playing Staley Bridge Celtic uh, in a mid-season friendly. Um, bit of a double whammy this, isn't it, Paul, really? We've lost the three points from the away win against Mask, but we've also lost the revenue from the, yeah, the, the potential home game next it's week. A, it's a severe punishment for all the other clubs in the division, really. I mean, for us especially next week, what I would say is, listen, if you're a lis- radio listener, and you can afford to sort of like pay for the game over, yeah. the, over the internet, do that, because it is a game where, I mean, quite a lot of people have already put money in, well, because just, we know how much revenue will be lost next week, but if, you, if you're thinking of going, go, if you can't go, just go online and just donate, I mean, just, just the, the standard fee, and if you want to put more in, put more in, because the club obviously are more than happy to take whatever you can afford. Just to go back to this game, because uh, the teams will be joining us uh, shortly, um, what's your hopes for today, Paul, and what's, have you got any final stats? Well, uh, yeah, they've got two former FC players, but they're not featuring today, rather interestingly, oh. and that's Ethan Vaughan and Eddie Marco. They've been left out. Oh. So there you are. There we go. No old boys to face us. Since we beat Bradford in September, they've won twice in the league. And lost 20, I think it was. 16, they've lost out of 20. Well, where we are, just a reminder, we are behind glass. Unfortunately, we're not able to bring you any atmosphere, but you can hear the players coming out of the dressing room just beneath us. Not only can you actually hear the players, you can smell them. Yes. The liderman, oh, the, the, <coughs> that smell gets into your nostrils. It's just, it's nearly as nice as the Broadhurst Park when the, you know, the grass is a bit wet and that smell of the turf. We haven't got the smell of the turf here because it's, uh, it's 4G. It's 4G. But I've got to say, this looks like it could be on a par with the kind of pitch that Hyde have. Fingers crossed. Uh, it's also used by West Bowling Rugby League Club as well. This you never guess, now, would you? So. The 20 and the 40. Yes, they're all here. Uh, but it, it is a very good pitch, um, this one. Uh, so it should be a good game of football, fingers crossed. It is a bit blustery, though. Uh, and in fact, uh, the home team's VO camera is being tied down with rope used by uh, Sylvester Stallone in the film Cliffhanger. So, so there it is. There's a, <laughs> there's a reference for you. Uh, but this is FC Live, brought to you by ConstructedCoding.com and you lovely people, the Armchair Army, FC United, taking on Bradford Park Avenue. And here's your expert commentary team from our soundproof safe here at the Hostel Stadium. That is piercing. I think we... It's Stato Paul and a big welcome back to Swampy. Back now into the feet of Charlie Munro, dead centre just over the halfway line. Here's Buckley, goes past one. Nonsha goes past another pull at the outside of the boot. Lovely ball now to Woodcock. Woodcock now to the byline. He's got an overlap there in the form of Guy Hall. Guy Hall plays the ball into the penalty area. Good touch. So comes in. Oh, and it's headed off the line by the number six there. Uh, Jack Whited. It was good quality, close control there from Jordan Buckley. And, uh, well, any other day you think that was in the back of the net, but good defending eventually. Ball played inside now. Number 11 of the ball. Good touch and turn. Looking for some support. Head down rather than looking up. But now he might be able to get a pass away. Still looking for some support. Gets in the form of the number eight. And here's an opportunity outside the penalty. First time shot comes in. Oh, and a really well-worked goal, you've got to say. And Jordan Preston there. Well, he got half a chance on the edge of the area after some good work from Bradford Park Avenue. And the finish was excellent, Paul. It was a good strike into the bottom corner. But you've got to say... Where was the challenge on the edge of the box for the shot? That was the, that was the reason they scored the goal. Guy Hall goes past one, goes past two. Can he get the ball to Buckley? He can. Can he keep it in play? Yes, he can. On the edge of the area, plays the ball across field and it's defended well. But it's, again, Guy Hall's the man on the ball, plays it on the outside. To the edge of the penalty area. A long ball back to uh, McLaughlin there. And McLaughlin now gets a chance to run at the defence. Ball out right, wide right to uh, Woodcock. Woodcock 
ball into the penalty. There should be an opportunity straight in, and it is it's Woodcock who scored. Everyone missed the ball, although it looks like maybe McLaughlin, isn't it? McLaughlin might. Yeah, the cross came in from Woodcock. Yeah. It didn't look like it hit McLaughlin's head, but McLaughlin's claiming it did, so he's a lot closer to the ball than we are. Yes. But, uh, I mean, it was interesting there because Woodcock checked in on his left foot and he whipped the ball in and undermined the defence there and it's into the back of the net and uh, whoever got the final touch of that, that's fine, it's one all. I felt the fullback made a very good run there in, in round the back and it, that's the first time we put in a really good cross. It's with uh, Oliver. Now here comes FC United's uh, Trevor Bryan. Bryan goes past one again, past two. Shows a little bit too much of it, can't afford to lose it there, doesn't lose it there, re-wins the ball, plays the ball out to this near touchline, nice ball now, here comes Hall, towards the back post, Hall goes, oh, and well, Buckley there at the near post, does what he's always done, he's got in front of the defender and he's just nonchalantly tapped it in on 48 minutes, and that was all from this near touchline, the ball played, it was a lovely ball to Guy Hall, Guy Hall thought about it, played it in, and the movement of Buckley was second to none, and boom, you may not be having mushy peas this afternoon here at Bradford Park Avenue, but you've got two goals from FC United and Manchester. Just like we said last week, that's what we missed at Ilkeston. Second challenge goes in there, referee, let's play continue. So it was a fair challenge and FC can come away with it now. And Bennett's ball was an awkward one, but it was gathered well and he has the ball back now after a great ball by Luke Griffiths. Now Bennett on the edge of the area, can he open his body and get a shot away? Yes, he can. Oh, what a finish. Oh, what, a finish. what a finish. He really did well there. Because on a few a few occasions this afternoon, he's not quite decided what to do in front of goal. This time, after the ball was threaded through, and I think it was Luke Griffiths with an absolutely superb ball. And there was Bennett. And he jinked past one, and he was thinking about it, opened his body, and he just put it into the bottom corner, the left-hand side of the goalkeeper. And FC United found themselves three goals to one up here. But that was uh, probably the goal of the game so far from that, an FC perspective. That was an eye-of-the-needle finish into the corner. And we've seen Bennett do this before. Well, uh, FC on the halfway line now. Ball played across and it's pretty just slightly underplayed and allows the number three to come away with it. Lewis Hay. As uh, here comes Colville. Colville into the penalty area. It's a lovely ball inside. Can they get the shot away? Back here. This is a great goal. Very well worked goal. Two or three passes. The first time they've really been anywhere near FC's uh, penalty area. And it was that an excellent goal. Two goal attempts on target. Two goals. But Bennett will put some pressure on the number five who has to hit the ball high, long, looping to the right-hand side of the ground. Header won by FC, but the second ball won by uh, the home team. It's a nice ball into this near touchline as well, but it needs to be won by FC. It is one, and it's well played. And the ball over the top now, it's a chase on for uh, Buckley. Buckley has the pace and quality to keep the ball in play on the corner flag. This time he probably will stay in the corner flag and hope to just wind the clock down a little bit. But they come away with it. And they come away with it a little bit too easy for me there. Lewis Hay, halfway line. Bennett charging down to win the ball. And great play by Lewis Hay. Superb play from Lewis Hay. And then FC win the ball back. And that's a free kick for FC. But the referee lets play continue now. It's now Ennis. Ennis plays the ball out wide right-hand side. Can FC United capitalise and make it four? Oh, by it, can they? And on the debut, on his debut, FC United and Manchester's uh, Trevor Bryan. Absolutely, initially the ball bobbled round his leg. He cut back, though and absolutely launched it to the top corner absolutely superb finish but that was all the making of Charlie Ennis his work rate Charlie Ennis was fantastic he was tenacious he put the ball through and a great finish Paul if he carries on like this we might want him longer than a month is he a candidate for player of the match he certainly is his work rate I think for me he's chasing back here to save a, save a potential uh, opportunity that's probably giving him man of the match uh, prior to that I thought uh, 
excellent play from most of the game for Luke Griffiths. You know, he, he was the playmaker in the game, but um, I think you're right. I think uh, he probably thoroughly deserves it. And indeed, FC United thoroughly deserve the three points with the four goals uh, and a battling performance second half, you've got to say, from the, uh, the home team. Uh, a team that I've not seen a team play so much from the back and continues to play so much from the back. Uh, and then put FC under pressure but uh, it's uh, a game that it was for FC United to lose today I think rather than to win after last week this was a big big game and Bradford Park Avenue well they get the early goal uh, it's the 13 minutes you know you're thinking is it going to be one of those days one of those games again but clearly FC got back into it scored just on half time make it 2-1 you're thinking you know that's a great new team talk to have and then into the second half and get an early goal 3-1 you're thinking oh we're cruising here and then we just take our take our foot off the ball a little bit don't we we just don't quite keep up with them and they score and I think it was an excellent an excellent second goal from them did really really well it was but we didn't really hang on did we but you know, there's, there's big aspects of that game that uh, I think we slackened off at 3-1 but what we saw today was a performance studded with very good goals yeah there wasn't there wasn't a poor goal in the game in fairness and uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm Bradford Park Avenue have played their part because, as I say, you look at the, you look at their defence today, the, the five and the six and the three. You know, he played backwards and forwards, but the five and the six, my God, they've, they've had so much of the ball, it's untrue. You, and you don't get that, do you? There was a you? spell, wasn't there, just before they scored their second goal where they had such a gap between the defence and the rest of the team. Mm. And you were saying, surely we've got to capitalise on this. And we never did. <laughs> no, no, not at all. I'm not sure whether the five and six... I've played that way because they're trying to protect the goalkeeper who hasn't clearly been 100% in the game. Um, he, he's, not, he's, not, he's cleared, I think he's cleared the ball twice and everything's been short and long and he's been told, protect the players, protect the goalkeeper and work it out. I, I was impressed uh, with the way those two play because they were, they were ball-playing defenders as well and been beaten, but I think they can be proud of their, their um, what's the word I'm looking for, from their performances. I mean, overall, you know, Neil's going to be very, very happy. Well, we're joined here now uh, at uh, the Horsfall Stadium by uh, a very jubilant and happy Neil Reynolds. Neil, uh, three points was key today. Bouncing back from the disappointment of last week. Talk us through the first 45 minutes of uh, what you thought of that performance. Well, it didn't get any easier. It gets a lot harder. You know, when, when Michael Donoghue brings me this morning, he's been up all night with a stomach bug and we have to change completely what we do. You know, that's just kind of, and I said, that's, that's FC United at the minute. It's, it's one thing after another, but I thought, you know, we adapted to that change really well. We already know who's, who's not here today and then kind of lose Donners last minute. And, and he's, you know, that, that's tough, but we came out. I thought we did really, really well. First 15 minutes, they get one chance and they score. It's a good finish. It's in the bottom corner. How do we respond? We respond in the way we did on Thursday night training. We don't, we don't lose belief. We don't lose the way we play. And I just thought we were, we were magnificent. You know, all first half we got our equaliser, great piece of work, and then we go and get our work. You go and get the, the second, and we come in at half time, and it's and it's kind of like two one. You know, and we're happy, and we're happy with the first half performance, won't be. At one all, have you got a different team talk? No. Or it's going to be exactly the same thing. Exactly the same thing. You know, the, listen, Guy Hall puts the ball in for Buckley. Buckley gets across the front poles like Ogle strikers do, puts it in. But the first half performance for me, correct me if I'm wrong, I think they only had one effort. And, you know, they weren't in our, they weren't in our half a lot. And, and it would have been unjust if we would have come down 1 0 down. But that's character. I pulled one or two players before the game and I said, Where do you go when we're in a losing position? Your senior players, or where they went today in a losing position was, was fantastic because they didn't give up, they rolled the sleeves up, they got about each other and, and we bounced back and we got into a 2-1 lead. 2-1, we're out second half, 
and what you want is the same commitment, mm. same quality. Mm. And we initially get that, and we get what you think may be the winning goal at 3-1. Um, and from that position onwards, the game just changed a little bit. What, what, what were the reasons for that, do you think? Don't know. You know, there was no key mention. Ben Olgosson puts in great ball, third, third one. And then we stopped, I don't know, we stopped playing forward. I mean, the... Listen, Charlie Munro won't mind me saying it. So for anyone jumps on it and I'm calling players out, I'm not. This is what we do as a team. We're open, we're honest. Sideways balls from the age of three or four year old kill you. Don't play sideways, play forward. If you've got, play backwards and start again. He plays a sideward pass. They get in. Preston goes and bends it in the bottom corner. It's 3 2. And all of a sudden, it's a, it's a bit of a melee. But before Charlie did that, it was coming. We were going sideways. Griff did it a couple of times. Deck did it inside. Guy did it inside. And sometimes it just creeps in. And sometimes it, you've just got to work it out and just turn it around for five. You know, like when Pat did, turn it around for five, get our shape, start playing forward again. But credit to the lads. You know, massive credit. I don't care if you play top of the league, bottom of the league. When you're kind of not as at your fluent best, you know, you could maybe roll over on the new manager and Danny Whitaker. We didn't. I thought our shape was excellent at 3 2. We managed the game superbly well, and then we broke away at the end with Charlie Anderson and Trev goes and scores. Now, obviously, as most times, we're watching the game from a different position and a different height, and you're watching it from the dugout. Second half, for us, I mean, you may agree or disagree. Um, were we giving them a bit more room on the ball, the five and six? We both played very well, I thought, this evening, but they, they had not a great deal of pressure on them, and they saw so much of the ball, and the gap between the, their final third and then getting into the penalty area, there was big gaps for us. Was that something you saw on the touchline or was it something that we just saw from here? You're exactly right. And what I've just said previous to that is the reason why. Because we didn't play forward, we couldn't get close to Jordan. So when we went sideways and backwards, your 10 drops into a midfield three. Your gap between 9 and 10 becomes big. If you play forward into Jordan, Jordan looks after it. Bennett gets close. 7-11 get close. We're up, up the park. You play sideways balls and we don't coach it. But sometimes it's a mindset, and, you, and you, before anyone says they're not listening or they're not, <laughs> they are. It's just, they're just normal human beings mm. who go into sometimes into that mindset, and, and you can't work it out, and you try and keep the ball instead of just maybe shelling it or getting it longer. And that was the key difference. So when we dropped deep, and then we're far away from Jordan Buckley, and that's that's the bit we've got to get better at. Because Buckley wants the ball, doesn't he? Up yeah. to him, holds it well. I mean, there was a couple of uh, Buckley incidents this afternoon there uh, in the first half when he let the ball. Held the defender, wouldn't let him get past mm. and let the ball go over him so Woodcock could run onto it. Mm. That shows a bit of quality. Very clever. The goal was nonchalant. Mm. It was just in front, thank you very much, Boom. Before anyone knew, it was in the back of the net. The quality of that kind of player holding the ball well for you when you need it. So you need to be closer to him to give the opportunity of more ball, more ball, more ball. Yeah. Listen, you're spot on. And, and that is, that's a great piece of analysis, works one, but that is exactly what what we say you know we didn't have him last week at Ilkeston so we missed that we couldn't get mm. up the park we couldn't get close you know that's no disrespect I've said to, to young Max who's not a nine you miss Big George he's, he's a great player he comes in today he, he gives you that foil he also gives you that now like you said in the goal but you know all, all round all round if I look on the balance of play if, if I think for 20 minutes in the second half we slightly switched off for 70 minutes what take three quarters of the game we were very good on the back of a really poor performance last week I'll, I'll take that and like you said the important thing was coming here and winning today you know four wins in six that's, and the pressure's that's, on us really I think more than anything the pressure's on us of course it's the pressure's on us you know, you've, got to, you've got to step into the shoes of a football manager you know and, and, and realise what sometimes you're up against and we, we had it tough we, we've, we've continually had it tough I think last night you have it tough you don't sleep Donahue drops out so you're, you're after a different kind of emphasis a different mindset and they've showed it today. And they've showed it in the bounce back and it's brilliant for them. Griffiths, for large parts of that game, was back to his very best. Brilliant. Balls, tenacity, getting mm-hmm. stuck in. He got a yellow card yet yeah, earlier in the game, but he still showed that professionalism and real quality. And 
having a player like that on good form when Donny Uzao and Ennis is on the bench, that's where you've got your more senior players. And he's still a young lad, mm. but you've got the senior players really showing good quality and really being an integral part of that game. So, so Griffiths has sat down for three and a half games, you know, and, and because he, he wasn't finding that rhythm or that form, Charlie Ennis has played game after game after game after game. You look at Chaz, you know, he needed a rest. But if you're going to rest him, you need someone to step in. Griffiths stepped in, done superbly well. He's, he's now gone, I want my shirt back, and he's done that. Donahue was going to line up in midfield today, but we couldn't do. So you're asking Charlie Munro to go alongside him and play a kind of a different role on, on, on what we call the angle or the pivot and then and the number 10. So, you know, I was delighted for Griffin. When he came off, he was absolutely shattered. You know, he, he put himself through everything, but people do dip. You know, it does, it's all right to dip. That's, that's what happens. And But today he was back to his very best. And I thought some of his choice of passing, I thought his decision-making was sublime at times. And that's the Luke Griffiths that I've had for nearly five years now. And that's why I'll continue to work with the kid. And he loves being here. You know, he, like I said, he's still a young lad. He's 24, 25 and, and will only get better. We're talking to young kids. Debut on today. Trayvon? Well, it's not a bad, bad debut, is it? Let's be honest. It's another positive relationship we've got with professional clubs, you know, to go in and, you know, we spoke to the, the first team last week on the way home from Luton, uh, Matty Craddock and, and Ian Everett were there and Trevon travelled with the first team and, you know, we said we needed a wide man and we, we've watched Trev a couple of times, we knew how good he was and, and we just thought the time's right now and we brought him in, he's trained once with the squad and at times I put my arm around him in the first half, you know, he was he was a little bit lost because we play a different way than what Bolton will do, that, that's understandable but you can see get him on the half turn, he's exciting. 1v1 situations. Can his choice of pass be better? Yeah. Can his final product be better? Yeah. But then you've seen what he's got at the end. You know, that is a piece of magic. And sticking the top corner is brilliant. You probably now want a game coming next week, but you could have opportunity to maybe have a couple of friendlies and... Probably not. Probably no? not. No, go and get Staley Bridge now. Give us a bit more time on the training ground. You know, go and get, you know, a couple more bodies over the line. And, and that's what we want to do. You know, we're going out on a win today. Four wins in six. Don't know what the table looks like, but not really that too concerned. The team are making really good progress. We'll look forward to the Staley Bridge game next week and then we'll get ready, I think, for Marine after that. So, so thanks for that today. FC United manager Neil Reynolds there speaking to Swampy. Well, next up for the Reds will be that fundraising friendly with Staley Bridge Celtic this Saturday at Broadhurst Park. Kickoff will be at 3pm. Admission will be pay on the gate. £10 for adults, £7 concessions, £2 for under 18s. To the women's team now and on Sunday afternoon, FC United returned to league action as the Reds hosted York City. And for all the build-up now, let's hand over to Ben and Paul in the main stand. Well, good afternoon everyone and welcome back to Broadhurst Park. Not been here in ages and it's Women's Team Live, FC United and Manchester taking on York City here on a Sunday afternoon. Stato Paul is with me for this broadcast. Hello Paul, welcome back. Good afternoon everyone. So, big game mate. Very important game. We can't emphasise how big this is because a win would put us level on points with our visitors today, York. And... We've got two or three winnable games left in the season and we really need to maximise those games and try and get out the relegation places. I mean, it's interesting that we, we, we were well beaten when we played them in the league, but when we played them in the FA Cup, it was a very different story. And um, we'll take heart from the fact that uh, we went to York and knocked them out of the FA Cup. Yeah, just going back to that York FA Cup game... Um the league game, it was so one-sided. I don't think any of us was expecting a performance like that in the FA Cup, but we really did deserve that victory, didn't we? We, we played really well. It was we, we were a little bit surprised how well we did play on the day, I think, but um, we, we managed to outwit them in terms of tactics and performance, and 2-0 didn't flatter us at all. It could have been more. 
and we have to build on that this afternoon. Yes, uh, as you can hear, the great escapes playing. Not my choice, the choice of Jenny Swarbrick, who's come up with this theme going on for the next few months. I mean, it's not quite the great escape, but it, it's not far off. Well, football-wise, yeah. I mean, the <laughs> last the last time we were in this division, we almost pulled it off, didn't we? It was close. We were probably two wins away, I think, weren't we? Really? Yes. But um, we took it to the wire almost, and there's no reason why we can't do that this season. But the other thing we have to say, Paul, just uh, before we read out the teams and that is, it works the other way, doesn't it? York will have revenge in mind today. Paul, what are you expecting today? I expect us to take the game to them like we did in the FA Cup tie and try and pin them back and put pressure on them. Well, FC United attacking the SMRE in this opening 45 minutes. And we're off and running here in this crucial game in Division 1 North of the Women's National League. Free kick to FC United. It's uh, Walton over this, as is Kershaw going to be Walton to take this, Walton goes for goal, it's dipping, it hits the bar, there's a rebound there, oh and yards from goal, FC United put the ball over the goal, Evo Carroll there with the opportunity, oh so unfortunate Paul, just couldn't get over the ball. Yeah it looks a formality to, to put the rebound in but it just didn't happen. Corner from the right hand side for York and it comes towards the near post but there's Gene gets the ball clear on the near post but uh, possession back with York however FC United there putting the press on with Walton and look that's great stuff there from Lawrence Lawrence here is through into the penalty area Lawrence goes for goal oh. but couldn't get any power on it he just got stuck under a feet pole on the way to the 18 yard box didn't it unfortunately I don't think the pitch helped her either there it was uh, it was a struggle to get into the box and uh, she was being hounded as she got in just inside the box and couldn't really get the shot away properly. Well, see United there with, with another glorious opportunity. Naomi Lawrence, thanks to some hard work from Walton. We could be two up by now. Yeah, we sh and we should be two up, I think. Free kick to York. Well, ten yards inside FC territory. Swings it into FC United's penalty here. There's a free header there. And down to her left, palmed wide of goal by Donald I think it might have been going wide anyway but Donald certainly didn't know that and uh, out of play for a corner but I think, I think that was York's best opportunity thus far play forward cut out well by Carlin Carlin now releases the pass for Lawrence flag stays down Lawrence is through but the goalkeeper's out good goalkeeping there by Sidwell and Jean gets it to Walton Walton does well good strength from the winger out to the right hand side to Carlin Carlin now from the right hand flank crosses this ball in great ball Lawrence beats oh. it just wide the goalkeeper committed there. Brave stuff from Lawrence, but uh, FC United, uh, very unfortunate not to open the scoring. Well, the keeper came out and never had a prayer of getting across. And Lawrence was there with a the header, but unfortunately guided it wide of the post. A great moment there in the second half. Kershaw with the throw-in. Good turn by Lawrence. Brilliant stuff from Lawrence. Lawrence, can she find Brown? No. Pass cut out. One ball played over the top. For York's number nine. York's number nine now. Looking to barge away into the penalty area. Opens up for her. She goes for goal. Oh, it hits the post. That was a great effort on the rebound. Shot comes in. Good save by Donald. Wow, oh, FC United there. Big let off. Out to this near touchline. Kershaw. Forward to Brown. Kershaw clears it forward down the left hand side. Reeves is running onto it. Reeves keeps the ball in play. Good stuff from Reeves. Reeves now heading towards the byline. Reeves still with the ball. She can keep this ball in play. Reeves goes it alone. Now oh, it hits the post. Well, Janice Reeves there. 
It was a tight but angle, to be fair. Really? But seriously, <laughs> that was Ginny's Reeves all over, wasn't it? it? No right at all to get anywhere near that moment. Sheer willpower, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it really was. But uh, FC United, really unfortunate. Hit the woodwork twice in this game now. And uh, Carlin here with a crossing opportunity. It's, uh, a wall been formed by York. This is an interesting position for FC United. Into the penalty area, Gene rises. Oh, what a save by the goalkeeper. Down to a right-hand side. Kept the ball out. And we've seen that free kick before, Paul. Um, Cheadle. At least twice before. Yes, Carlin in. And Gene there. Great header, but what a save by the York keeper. Well, FC have tried very hard to force the, uh, the winner in the closing stages. York now with the ball their defensive line played forward Kershaw's going to get to that first good header and York struggling to clear it here's Reeves now picking up the second ball plays it in front of Brown Brown on the left hand side of the penalty area Brown could cross this ball in all these players here in the penalty area oh and York got back one player surrounded by three red shirts and that one York player managed to get the ball out referees got his whistle ready full time here at Broadhurst Park and in a, a very close run thing, not much separating these two teams, Paul. Nil-nil, the final score. Yeah, I think we've had two sides here who are fighting the drop. And they've provided an entertaining game, but they'll probably both go away ruining the missed chances. Ultimately, the points are shared, which is probably better for York than for FC. That being said, Paul, a point to point, uh, we've managed to get, um, I think... Well, I'll get confirmation of the Chesterley Street game, but that point will certainly take us off the bottom of the table if Chesterley Street don't get anything in their game this afternoon. Yeah, I think it was a chance miss, though, today to take three points. There was a terrific save from that Gene header. That was probably our best best moment, do you think? There were other chances. Well, let's go back to the, the chances. I mean, the chances happened early doors, didn't they? There was the, the shot that hit the bar, and on the rebound, or Kyle was there, just put it over. Um, FC United had a one-on-one -on -one chance, didn't they, with Lawrence, who was through yeah, in that first half. Yeah, couldn't fire the shot in the York, way she wanted to. York ended the first half on top, I'm going to say. Yeah, they forced a lot of corners. They pushed us back to a degree that we couldn't get out very much in the, in the later stages of the first half. But FC started strongly in the second half Yes. and started to make some inroads. Definitely. Um, and the thing is, is that York did hit the post very yeah. unfortunately but they did make the inroads like you say and uh, well made a great save from a gene free kick if memory serves Reeves solo effort just hits the post yeah I mean all their own work yeah I don't know whether this is a two points dropped or a point gained I, I know what you're saying about York but we're not just taking on York in this relegation battle we're taking on Norton the Stockton Ancients and, and Chesterley Street and a point's a point. Yeah, I suppose ultimately it's how many points do the likes of York take off the clubs in the middle of the table and the top of the table because I think there are like no-go areas this season for the sides at the bottom who are going to find it very hard to pick up many points against the better sides and we're in that bracket. Um, so there's three or four of us at the bottom who are really going to want to take points off each other rather than the best sides because it's not it's not going to happen and that then takes us to Chester Street at the end of the month that's the next game that's a big game isn't it now 
Well, I mean, it was a big game anyway, now. but it's it's even bigger now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. If we could if we could grab the points there in that one, that changes the table drastically. But fair play, the the players are getting applauded off as they uh, leave the field now. They, you can't fault them for lack of effort today. They've grafted hard. Who's your player of the match, Paul? There's been a, a, a couple of candidates, I'm going to suggest. I thought Beckett at the back played very well. I thought she was very solid. Shanice Reeves was a was Shanice Reeves. You've probably got other candidates. I thought Carlin was brilliant. Yeah. We need to come up with one because uh, Jenny Swarbrick's making her way up the stairs now. She's probably going to disagree with us this week. We, we we got it right in the last few, I think, but this is a tricky one. Carlin was was very resilient down that right-hand side. Yes. She stood up to a lot of challenges, won the ball a lot, brought it forward as best she could. Ford's had a good game. Yeah. In midfield. Yeah. I'll let Jenny have the deciding vote. Well, we can we can see what, chat, see what our we? thoughts are. Well, we're going to be joined now uh, by women's team manager Jenny Swarbrick. Jenny, thank you so much for joining us so quickly after full time. Um, right. What's your take on, on that? Is that a point gained or two points dropped? I mean, it's, it's a point at the end of the day, isn't it? So Yeah, I think it depends which way you look at it. I think I'm happy with the point because it's a, a, a building block, a stepping stone for us. But I do think we've dropped two points. I think we were the better team. I think we dominated. I think we had the better chances as well. And we could have been taken those chances in the first half. We, we should have won the game. But there's a lot of positives to take from it. So I'm, I'm happy, but I'm gutted at the same time. Early doors, we did have a great chance. It hit the bar. There's O'Carroll. Yards from goal. I mean, the penalty area is not the best. But you rushed it, didn't you? The rebound. That, that would have been a great start to the game, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. It would have been in... Um, there's a one-on-one from Naomi as well, yeah, and uh, yeah, Shan hit yeah. the post in the second half. Uh, keeper made a couple of good saves for them as well. So I think there's a lot of positives to take from today. Um, there's a lot of uh, areas that I'm very pleased in. Um, we've just got to find that that goal-scoring touch. I mean, I, I, f- I felt like York had the... They, they got into it, and in the first half, they, they created some, some good chances. But the way we came out in the second half was, was really encouraging, I thought. Yeah, um, I think that today was probably one of our best performances in possession. Um, we was getting the patterns going. We, we talked at halftime about just some, some tweaks to how we were trying to build up play, but we kept encouraging them to keep probing and then gaps will appear for us to be able to play through. Um, we didn't stretch them as much as what I'd have liked to have done. Um, we have signed Naomi Lawrence now, who's very, very, very quick. Mm-hmm. And you could see that couple of glimpses of her getting in behind but I do think our possession today was, was quite good, especially in wide areas. So there's some good stuff to work on. It was also nice to have uh, Hannah, who came in and played the 10. She made a debut today and I thought she, she made a good impact. Um, and I thought Shan looked really good out on the left as well, uh, looking dangerous and, and threatening in there. So there's a lot of good stuff, but we've just got to find that goal-scoring touch. Mentioning uh, Janice Reeves, I mean, if there's a, a bit of play that sums up Janice Reeves, it is that where she hit the post. She had no right to get anywhere near that bit of, of the pitch to be able to do that but she's so determined and you mentioned um, the save that uh, Sidwell made that was off a Carlin free kick Jean's header oh it's so close yeah there were so many chances so many chances it just just wasn't going in I do think it was like one of them games where we could keep going and probably still wouldn't have scored today but they were getting the rub of the green in, in that in the final third for us so but it was good to see that we could move players around and when I moved Shan inside and Hannah outside, it did then release Shan to make those runs and, and hit those those zones that we've been working on in training and, and getting the cutbacks. Um, and it'll come, it'll come. 
Um, just to, we were having a little discussion there about the, the player of the match of this game. We mentioned Reeves, mentioned Carlin, Paul Furin Bickett. Um, I think Ford had a great game in midfield, yeah. very determined and dogged. You're going to have to help us out because we're a bit, uh, we're not too sure. I, I would, I would agree with where you're coming from there. I think it was um, a really good team performance today. Um, I don't think anybody had like a nine, ten out of ten game, um, but I don't think there was anyone with like a five or six out of ten game. Um, I think they were all probably sevens and eights out of ten today. Everybody was was consistent with the performance, um, did their jobs well. I'd, I'd, I'd give it to the whole team if I could, um, and that's why I was one of the reasons why I struggled for once to put put the subs on because everyone looked really really good and was doing the jobs really really well. Um, but as I said, it was it was nice to be able to integrate two two debutants into the team that made. Um, made good impacts yes. in, in how we play. We have moved things around since the last time we played before Christmas with a few players playing in different positions. Um, and we'll just keep working at it to, to try and try and break down Chesterley Street when we go there in a couple of weeks. Yeah, we've got Chesterley Street at the end of the month. I mean, it was a big game anyway, but I think it's even bigger now, isn't it? I mean, that's that's the nature of yeah. run-ins. <laughs> I, I've just said to them now, I said, look, I'll be pleased with the, the point but good we didn't get three points and we have to now go to Chesterley Street and we have to go and get a win we have to go and get the three points to have any any chance of um, survival but I think I am confident going into the second half of the season where we'll be able to compete with the likes of Chorley, Stockport County and we might get um, I mean that's the thing when you, when you points. look at that game at Victory Park we not a million miles off Charlie that, that evening, if memory no, serves. No, no, so. that was a, a very, yeah. very close game. And, and, and same with Stockport as well. I think I think now the way that we, we set up as a team, I think we'll be able to, to have a good influence over that game as well. And I think we might pick up a few few points in other areas and other fixtures as well. But in two weeks, we have to go there and get three points against Chesterley Street because we've got any chance of survival. You've got to beat the teams that are around you in the bottom and relegation zones. Well, the news is, uh, while we've been doing this interview, I've been trying to track down the Chesterley Street score they've been beaten today by Hull so we're off the bottom of the table with this point today so oh, that's good. we are heading in the right direction with that regard um, thank you for that good news yeah. how do we prepare for, for Chesterley Street because well, it is another little bit of time off competitive football isn't there between then and now yeah well the, the, the players have got to make sure that they're, they're in Tuesday, Thursday for both weeks and, and we work hard um, We'll probably focus this week on, on us and uh, how we're continuing to develop our style of play and our game plan. And then going into next week, it'll then start to, in, into the second week, it'll start to then focus on, on Chesterley Street and how we'll try and stop and, and disrupt their play. But we're in, we're in a much better place now as a team. I'm feeling really confident. Um, and if we go to Chesterley Street and get three points, that'll put us in a really, really good position then going into um, a few tough games after that. Well, Jenny Swarbrick, thank you for joining us. Um, Congratulations today. We're off the bottom of the table. That's progress. Um, we didn't lose any ground against York City after today's games as well. Uh, oh, you're, you're doing something. What, what, I was going to say, an <laughs> encouraging attendance as well. Yes. What was that in the end? 3-2-1. 3-2-1. Yeah, oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm absolutely over the moon with that. I targeted 250, um, but we'd had a really good response from the schools, um, and I did see a lot of people in today. Um, and then I started saying, oh, maybe we'll get a 300, but to say 3-2-1, oh, I'm over the moon with that. So thank you to all the fans that came in. Oh, just to, just to say as well, plenty of kids there today as well, and a junior team once again. So is all that yeah. in the right direction too? Oh, yeah, it is. 2024. We, we've got a, a lot of traction with, with the local community now, um, getting a lot of people in through the door, a lot of people interested in what we're doing. Um, so I'm, I'm made up with that. So thank you very much to all the fans that came in today. 
FC United women's team manager Jenny Swarbrick there and we'll have more on that fixture with Chesterler Street in next week's show. Well, that's it for this week's edition of This Club Is My Club. A big thank you to everyone involved in FC Radio and the club as a whole. Thanks for listening and from me, Cockers, see you next time. This is FCUM Radio, officially the most popular FC United radio station in the world.